You're listening to Swipe East, Swipe West, where we dive into the dating differences from coast to coast. I'm your host, Ashley Davis. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Swipe East, Swipe West, the dating podcast focusing on differences from coast to coast. I'm your host, Ashley, and you can find us on Instagram at Swipe East, Swipe West. So I finally have some updates for all of you, some life updates, so we can dive right into it this week. The new moon is in Scorpio, and it has brought some weird incidents, coincidences, whatever you want to call it, happening into my life over the past weekend. So I like to think that LA is a huge city, and with that, that you normally don't run into people a lot, and... This weekend proved me wrong, I will say, especially in the romantic relationship field. So I've really only run into one person ever that I had some sort of encounter with in that area, and it was in LA proper. And this weekend, I definitely had some weird things happen to me in Long Beach. So about a year ago, I met a guy out at a bar, was actually first interested in his friend, and then actually talked to his friend and was like, I have no interest in this guy. (laughs) And after that, started hitting it off with this other guy. And my friends and I, we were out at a bar. It's where we met him. And then he invited us back to his house for like an after party. So we went there. He and I hit it off, had some fun for the evening and went our separate ways. And I, at the time, wasn't really expecting much out of it. I wasn't really looking for anything serious. And I thought we were on the same page with that, but he kept texting me and messaging me on Snapchat and, you know, the the whole nine yards. And I think some girls might like that. For me, it was a little bit too much. And then he was like asking me on dates and to get drinks. And I realized we weren't on the same page. So I basically told him, you know, I'm not interested in that. It's not what I'm looking for. I, I also wasn't looking for it with him specifically. I just didn't think we were compatible like that. So I asked him to leave me alone (laughs) in a nicer way than that. So he did, which was nice because normally a lot of guys don't react well to that and um, have not heard from this guy, have not seen this guy, have not even really thought about much of this guy for the past year. Fast forward to this past weekend, I'm back on the dating apps. I was inspired by my friend Dave, who I had in the podcast last week. If you have not checked out his episode, definitely do so. Um, He definitely changed some of my ways of how I've been thinking and approaching relationships, like dead serious. And um, anyways, I'm on Hinge and Bumble, and this guy from a year ago pops up, and I, I have not seen him at all, like on the apps or out in the wild anywhere since this past year. So of course I obviously screenshot it and send it to my friend that was with me and was like, oh my God, like this guy have not thought about him. That's so funny. Like that's so weird. I do not swipe right. I do not like his profile. Like we are not a match, whatever. The next day I am walking down the street and I get a text and not just a text, but a WhatsApp message for anyone who doesn't use WhatsApp, WhatsApp has read receipts. So he purposely like went to the texting platform that has like read receipt messages because I also don't have Snapchat anymore and was like, hey, with three Y's like that message pops up on my phone. And I was like, what the fuck? That is so bizarre that I have not thought about this guy. I see his dating profile on not one, but two platforms. And then literally the next day I get a message from him that just says, hey, 
like not how are you it's been a while thinking of you saw you on the dating apps which is what i am assuming is what happened and triggered that response but it was just so random and strange and oddly timed it was just like so bizarre um i haven't even clicked on the message honestly i still have the notification because i don't want him to see that i saw it yet i, I don't even know what i'm going to do with that but that was just so like crazy to me that that happened like a year later The next thing that happened is like in the midst of this, I'm walking home from the grocery store and I'm walking by this restaurant by my house and I'm like perusing, like people watching as one does. And I look over and I see this guy that I used to talk to on Hinge, like when I first moved here, sitting there um, with another girl. And I'm like assuming he was on a date and I like don't care at all. Like I never went out with this guy. Like it was just like I moved here, was talking to him and he was he's very easily recognizable. But it was just like funny, like I've never run into him, never seen him on the street before, like nothing. And like after this whole incident happened with this other guy, here's this other hinge guy from two years ago ish now on a date, like right by my house, like for the first time. So I was like, that's weird. That's suspicious. Okay, I'm just going to go home now and eat my Thai food and watch Netflix. Then, you know, I'm on the apps, like swiping, swiping. I'm actually, you know, getting some matches and having some somewhat normal conversation with people, which doesn't normally happen for me. And I'm talking to this one guy and he seems kind of cool. You know, he's like into music festivals, he travels, and then he makes a comment on my hometown, um, which is back in Connecticut. And he said he's been there a few times. And I was like, that's interesting. Like, I don't normally meet people that have just randomly been to my hometown that aren't from there or have like a tie there because like who visits Connecticut let's be honest no offense to my town and he was like oh well I actually used to date a girl there (laughs) and I was like okay I have to know who this is like because I probably know her didn't say that but like it's a small town um there's definitely people I don't know but he was around my age so I was like I probably know this girl and he tells me her name lo and behold like this girl went to my high school she was a year older than me I didn't know her that well, but her younger brother was like in my grade, played hockey with like a lot of my good guy friends. And like we me and him weren't friends really like that well, but he would know like who I am, like if if asked. And like I didn't care, like and I I still don't care, but because it's not like I was friends with her or anything. Um, but it was just so funny that like the one person that talks to me and can hold a decent conversation, like dates a girl in my hometown in Connecticut. Like what? Like how is a six degrees of separation occurring again? Like in the same weekend, like, is this, is it the new moon? Is it cuffing season? Like what is going on here? Like it's because I'm actually trying again. Like, and of course, like the conversation then fizzled out because like it's, it's a dating app. I don't know. Maybe it's because I said I knew the girl and he was like, no, um, who knows? But anyways, that was, (laughs) that was very funny. So Those are all my updates that I wanted to share, but I do want to make sure that we get to the whole point of today, which is to talk about dating and living in Milwaukee. And I'm so excited about this week's guest. It is with my friend, Brittany, who I actually did meet on a dating app, Leveraging Bumble BFF. So she is one of my few success stories there, and she's actually also Dave's partner. 
So what's going to be really interesting is if you listened to Dave's episode last week, you heard a lot of about his perspective on love and dating, how like his upbringing kind of shaped him too. And now this week, you're going to hear all about Brittany's perspective and, you know, any similarities and differences there. Um, so Brittany has become one of my best friends now. She's like my roller skate buddy. She actually is one of the people that got me into roller skating. She's just an all around amazing, nice person. Um, she and Dave own a clothing company called After Infinite. Um, it's wearable art. It's amazing clothes. I can personally vouch. I tell everyone to buy it. And she also is a poet. And her website, if you want to check out her work, is called wordvandal.com. I think she's also helped me get back into the arts and really like um, inspired me to be proactive with those kinds of things too. So um, you're going to hear a lot about Milwaukee in a bit of a stereotypical way, like, you know, beer and cheese but also in a different way that I don't think people think about, like with art and music and how she put such an emphasis on that in her dating experience as well, which I don't think a lot of people think about when they think Milwaukee and Wisconsin. So really excited to be talking to her today. I did have a cold when I interviewed her, so my voice might sound a little bit weird. It was virtual, so it was safe. Um, just wanted to call that out. Otherwise, we can dive right into it. How are you, Brittany? Oh, I'm doing just fabulous. Thank you so much for having me, Ashley. I'm a huge fan, if you didn't already know. <laughs> of course, I'm so excited for you to be on. I'm so happy you swiped right on me. This is like one of my one of my like few success stories from a dating app, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think it's really funny because I've never used Bumble in its traditional way as for dating, but for friends, I've had some success. So I would say you are one of those. Um, your profile pics were really cute. So what can I say? <laughs> I'm glad that it worked for girls, but apparently not for men. But <laughs> I'll note that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I remember you had a really cute hat on in one of them. And I think that's a good way to get a guy or a girl. So note to self. <laughs> All right. Noted. Wear hats and photos for girls. <laughs> Definitely. I feel like for guys, hats can go either way because a lot of times you see a guy and he's not cute without the hat. So it's kind of a red flag. Yeah, I know. I feel like it means they're balding or something. Or they have bad hairline. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Cool. So I'm really excited to have Brittany on because she or you um, are from Milwaukee originally. Yep. Born and raised. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about what it was like living and dating in Milwaukee because admittedly, I don't know much about Milwaukee or Wisconsin. I think most people just know Wisconsin for cheese. And uh, geography wise, I did not put together how close like Milwaukee was for Chicago. So let's, I guess, let's just start off like, I mean, I've obviously never been there. So like how, like, what's the city like? Like if you were describing Milwaukee to someone, like how would you talk about the city? Yeah. So Milwaukee is, I mean, despite maybe what you've heard or like your you know, kind of like your thoughts on it without actually being there. Milwaukee is a really great place. Um, it's it's small. So it's, you know, out of Chicago, New York, um, Houston, a lot of the other cities. Um, it's definitely much smaller, which has its pros and cons. Um, definitely growing up there, 
Um, and living close to Milwaukee, there was a lot to offer. For one, yes, beer and cheese. And we can talk <laughs> more about that later. Um, that is not really a stereotype. We're actually, there is a lot of that. Um, I know a lot of people and probably you. Have you ever seen a cheese curd that's not fried? No, I don't think I have. Exactly. <laughs> um, well, those are like sold at the gas stations. Um, we have a big rep for them. They're a pretty big deal. Um, in my opinion, those aren't as good as the fried ones, but they had to start somewhere. <laughs> wait, so wait, you can get non-fried cheese curds literally at gas stations. Yes. Like I could just go in. Yep. Yep. They come in like a specific bag because they're definitely like, you know, there's no corporations from I know that make them. It's more of like the local farms and stuff. So um, yeah, so it, it looks legit. It's not like a a big you know sellout brand and they're usually pretty good they have different flavors like jalapeno cheddar cheese curds um and they have a rep for squeaking although i don't really think they do maybe i'm eating them wrong (laughs) well like like squeaking like because they're like so stringy when you eat so cheese curds are not stringy they're kind of like thick like oh the chunks yeah it's supposed to just squeeze because it's so like fresh per se I guess um interesting yeah but you don't get that obviously when they're fried they're more gooey (laughs) yeah that's why I was asking (laughs) absolutely huh so yeah when you get there you'll that you know you those are one of the things you (laughs) could eat there (laughs) so we'll definitely have to have to get you some Besides beer and cheese, um, Milwaukee, I think, has a lot to offer. You know, it has a pretty diverse city. I mean, it is very segregated. It's one of the most segregated cities in the world. And definitely you see that, you know, in the high schools. Um, We didn't have many people of color at the high schools, so it's definitely known. And in the city, too, um, the housing is very segregated as well. Um, so it's definitely apparent in the city. Um, I mean, you know, I think there needs to be more or less of a separation, I should say. But um, besides that, there's a lot of different cultures. Um, there's, you know, all sorts of things. There's bars, there's music. Um, Summerfest is a huge and well-known staple of Milwaukee, um, which is like really cool when you're young. Then as you get older, even like when I'm talking older, like drinking age, 21, (laughs) it becomes like a drunk kid fest. And you're kind of like, okay, it's either kiddies getting drunk or the old people getting drunk. So there's a huge divide. Um, But I mean, it's really well known that you can pay, I don't know what a ticket is now, but around 20 bucks and see all different acts eat a bunch of good fried food and you know watch the crazies (laughs) that's crazy that you can go to a music festival for twenty dollars like i know i was looking at the lineup this year and it was like meg the stallion like big names too for like 20 bucks that's like unheard of these days yeah um well most of the artists are 20 bucks and you can go from stage to stage but they also have like an amphitheater which is like the really big names like I mean, it's more like the one, the people I've seen there were like Nine Inch Nails. Um, I think I saw John Mayer. <laughs> Back in the day, I was young and the ticket was free. <laughs> I mean, no hate on John Mayer. He's pretty good, but it's not what you would go to Summerfest for, I guess, per se. No, that's awesome. So then I guess thinking about the city and the culture, so lots of beer, lots of cheese, music. 
Um, how does that play into like the types of people you get there and, and how you would meet people um, as far as dating or even friends? Sure. So Milwaukee, um, as you already know, we talked about the beer culture. Um, and Milwaukee is actually has one of the most, the highest amount of bars per people. It's the second most popular, or what should I say? It has the second highest. New Orleans is first, and they have 8.6 bars per 10,000 households. And then Milwaukee is right behind at 8.5. Oh my God. So there's a lot of different streets and they're just filled with bars and, you know, people hop up and down the bars. And I mean, they're mainly pubs. Um, There are a few clubs as well, but I mean, it's really well known for just like bar hopping as well as like watching games. Sunday is a really big day to go out in Milwaukee. Um, Even if you're not a sports fan, when I lived there, I felt like I was a sports fan because you go to the bar, you wear the shirt, and you get into it. When a game is on, I feel like it's really hard not to root for your team or at least drink the shots when the touchdown happens. Um, so I think that really like plays into you know kind of the people that are around. And for me, I mean, um, I grew up, I guess, as early as I could. My careers were in the food industry. So at 18, which is the age you can serve at in Milwaukee. Um, I was working in bars and restaurants and then soon being a bartender. So for me, you know, most of my weekends were spent behind the bar waiting tables. And that really comes a good way to meet a lot of people, you know, all ages. Um, and then also, as well as friends, you know, they come in and that's kind of when you're working at a bar, it's a great way to make some money while you're also hanging out with your friends. I guess it's kind of a sadder way <laughs> to spend your weekend, but um, I guess that's the reality. So did you meet like any like boyfriends that way, like through like your bartending job or anything like that too? Yeah. So actually, um, I feel like being a bartender or server or bottle girl, which I was all three, um, <laughs> you definitely meet a lot of guys and you can tell like a lot about them as they come in. Uh, you know, for instance, if they come in and they buy some drinks and they're upset with you actually charging them, what does that entail? That they're cheap, maybe. <laughs> also, bad tippers, I feel like, are a really big red flag and huge turnoff. I mean, you know, at least 20%, a little more if you think I'm cute. And I think that is standard. <laughs> You know, if you have good service from a girl or a guy, it should be 20% or more. But I would say during my, you know, years working at a nightclub or a bar, a lot of the people I met were more like people I went on dates with or people maybe that I've had flings with. But to be honest, um, when I was working, it never developed into something more. I will say I did meet one of my exes or probably a couple at bars when I, when I wasn't really working. Um, and then that maybe developed into something, but I feel like meeting people at the bars in any city is like really one of the easiest ways to meet somebody. I mean, it sounds like it might be easier in Milwaukee that has like this very big like pub bar culture mm-hmm. because like I know our, our we have a mutual friend Maria 
And she was telling me, um, and let me know your thoughts on this. She was telling me that like when she was living in Milwaukee, um, she was going out like almost every night, like, you know, like having drinks and just hanging out. And that was kind of like the vibe there. Whereas like in other cities, like even when I was living in Philly and like now down here in like the LA area, like people don't really do that as much. Like I know in Philly, it was like dead during the week. You know, you only kind of went out on weekends and it's a smaller city. People, it was easier to meet people there. And and LA, I'm sure you could find stuff here and there to do, but people don't really talk to you at bars, I find, at least in my experience. But I feel like it's in Milwaukee, maybe that's different just based on like this more casual like pub type of culture, it sounds like they have. Absolutely. So when I was saying that Milwaukee is small, it's like really small. So when you're (laughs) on, for instance, one strip that's really popular and not per se my favorite area is called Water Street. And the bars are so close that you can literally pop in, you know, maybe have a drink, if you like what you see, stay. Otherwise, around the corner, literally right next to the storefront, there's all these different bars. So there's that. And literally, if you're not having fun on Water Street, you can take an Uber to Brady Street, which is more like pubs. Um, it's a little more upscale than Water Street. Water Street is more known for like the college kids and like the blue collared workmen that are like trying to let loose. Whereas Brady Street has a little more of an edge, you know, it's a little funkier. You can maybe hear a DJ or some good music, get some good food. And then even then, you know, there's another pocket. You go to River West, that's all your hipsters. So, you know, you can dance to David Bowie at Mad Planet (laughs) with, you know, glow in the dark art everywhere and a pool table. Um, So it really just depends. There's a lot of great places. And um, I mean, it's really like if you're going from one end of the city to the next, as far as where like most of the bars are, it's a matter of like 15 minutes. Oh, wow. That's really small. Yep. And which is cool. Like, honestly, you know, a lot of people love the big cities um, and, you know, nothing against that. But when you're in a smaller city, you know, you go to a bar and you run into people, you know, you know, and it's more of that communal camaraderie um you know and it's easier to go to social gatherings um you know but i mean there's also the drawbacks you know one of the things i do like about living in california now is like going to the movie theater and not seeing everybody and their mom you know yeah so i was gonna ask part of why i left philly is because it felt really small to me and i would constantly be running into people which sometimes like it was a nice thing if I'd run into a friend maybe I hadn't seen in a while but like in terms of like dating and like hooking up I didn't really appreciate seeing like a one night stand uh at a bar on the street or sometimes multiple of them in the same bar so were you ever like encountering like either you or your friends encountering issues like that in Milwaukee like if you're frequenting the same bars like you're running into like the same type of guys or maybe it was difficult more difficult to date there because it's like a smaller pool of pe- pool of people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I feel like, especially in like the electronic music scene, um, since it is pretty small in Milwaukee, um, you know, I dated one of the DJs, so it was like <laughs> if I knew where one of his events were, it was you know we weren't on good terms. It was like mm, maybe you know I'm not gonna go there. Um, but I mean, there's also drawbacks to that when you're so immersed in electronic music and you just want to see some a good show and there's only you know one or two places to see it it makes it very limiting but yeah i mean i would say too that in milwaukee there's specific nights too like on uh 
on Monday, for instance, there's this bar that does like throwback jams um, and it's service industry night. So everyone goes out on Mondays um, and, you know, that's the only spot that's like popping if you want a crowd. And then, you know, on Wednesday, they do bombs night. So it's dollar bombs at Mikey's, which is more like downtown. Um, it's kind of more of a blue collar vibe. And, you know, on Thursday, there's another place on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And really, like, as a bartender, too, you don't in Milwaukee, it's very common to have, like, three or four different bars that you work at. And they change throughout the week. So for example, on Wednesday night, maybe you're at one bar. And then on Friday, Saturday, you're at a club. And then on Sunday, you're at a pub. Um, and it's kind of interesting working like that because, you know, the night is always different. The clientele is different. You know, your friends and your your people can come to different places and get a different vibe. And, you know, you can still make money and actually, like, have a little more spice of life in the scene because you're not just stuck behind the same bar with the same people. That makes sense. And then as far as, like, working in the service industry, I know um, sometimes people in the service industry tend to date other people in the service industry or people that work similar hours in the service industry just because like I know for myself like working in a 9 to 5 whenever I would go on dates um with people that were like bartenders it was a lot of times just very difficult to line up my schedules even just to like go on the date so were you dating a lot of people also like in the industry or are a lot of people in Milwaukee like working in those types of industries or how like how was that experience for you yeah i mean i think i was like really on the same lines as you um i dated a lot of people in the service industry whether you know they were another bartender or they were a manager or a dj because you know those hours in milwaukee bars you know close at two unlike you know chicago where they close at like five or six but by the time you get you know your closing work done you turn in your cash drawer you get home, you know, you unwind that time, like it's five o'clock, maybe even six before you're actually feeling like you can go to sleep. And that is wearing on somebody who maybe has, you know, more of a set schedule um, during the week, especially. So it is it is much harder to date somebody that, you know, has a nine to five, let alone like it's so much easier to connect with somebody that is in a similar line of work, even if it's just the hours. So yeah, I definitely found myself dating within, you know, the industry, especially because those are the people you're meeting and those are the people you're interacting with. And, you know, a lot of times after a work shift, we were going to the same after parties. So it was like a collective of all the people that worked at the clubs out at the same, you know, gathering after. And, you know, that's, that's how you meet people. And then I know you mentioned electronic music. So how did you get into that scene in Milwaukee? Yeah, electronic music. Um, I definitely grew up listening to bands. I was really into indie rock. I still am. <laughs> um, a lot of like screamo, even some hardcore. Um, and that was really my life until I started working at bars. Um, and I think what really made a good segue for me into electronic music was that, you know, when you're out at um, a restaurant or, or a club and, you know, you're trying to get amped for the night, you're trying to get energy, electronic music is great for that. And for me, 
Um, I really was drawn to drum and bass first, which may sound kind of weird um, for a lot of people. But for me, that sounded similar to, um, you know, like rock and, and metal music. Um, so that was like my first, I feel like, genre that I would actually listen to outside of work. And then from there, like, um, I guess dating a DJ and I still date a DJ, you, you get a lot, you get an introduction to a lot of music that you wouldn't otherwise fall upon. And, um, that's a really beautiful thing. I think with any artist, you know, opening that new door of something that maybe you wouldn't have fallen onto. And, you know, music is such an important part of almost everyone's life that, you know, there's words can't even describe how beautiful that is. No, that makes a lot of sense. I think it's interesting because again, like, I don't think you think about electronic music and Wisconsin. Yeah. Right. So I think it's interesting that you're able to get into like this, these kinds of scenes. And like you just mentioned, like also meet your boyfriend in, in that too. Yeah, absolutely. I think for me, um, art has always been like a huge, huge element I look for in a partner. I feel like I've dated um, some people that maybe didn't have a passion for a particular type of art and the connection just like wasn't as strong. Um, And I know like uh, a way that I kind of would test potential partners or people that I was going to date is by sending me some of my work. I'm a poet. I didn't mention that before. But um, one of the ways I kind of weed out the goods from the bads would be like, hey, like, you know, this is some of my work. Um, This is what I've been working on. And seeing what response they have. I mean, a lot of people are kind of taken aback by poetry. Oh, you know, I hear a lot of, oh, I don't understand it. Oh, but that's cool that you do it. And then there's the people that are like, wow, I love how your mind works. And, you know, I connect to this one part here. And, you know, can you explain more about that? Um, And that's like, you know, the type of people I want to be with somebody that's interested in it, even if they don't understand it. You know, it's not about that. It's about connecting with it in whatever way you can. No, I think that makes sense. Because I think people need some sort of common connection in some sort of way, um, to connect with one another. So, you know, I think, you know, we all have our differences in some capacity and maybe some people more than others, but you need like some sort of common string. And if that's art for you, then that makes sense. And I just think it's interesting because again, I think people think of Wisconsin, they have some sort of like stereotype in in their head of what it's like. But I think talking to you and like hearing about like art and electronic music and like the scene there, like that's not what people think of. So I like I'm it's like exciting to hear like you can it's more than cheese and beer, you know? Yeah, it's just on a smaller level. I mean, honestly, I moved to Chicago, you know, you know, mid 20s. And I feel like Chicago has a lot more, but you know, like Milwaukee still has some of those core values, but definitely on a smaller level. And another thing too, I think is really cool about Milwaukee is like when you're driving, um, not necessarily like right around the city, although the city is beautiful in its own way, is that like the lands are super green, there's forests, there's a lot of beautiful parks and one of the things when I was in Chicago was like, where do you go hiking? Like, what do you do? There's like one park, you know, and like a lot of the kids that live in Chicago um, when I was growing up would come to summer camp 
And there would be all these kids at my summer camp that lived in Illinois because they either, you know, didn't have the lake or the setup or the forest. And it was much Mm. more beautiful up there. Yeah. And I want to um, talk about how you met your boyfriend and what caused you to move to Chicago. But before we dive into that, like, is there anything else as far as like dating in Milwaukee that stands out to you? Like as far as um, I know that you met your current boyfriend, like in your like mid to late twenties, but um, like were dating apps, like a big thing there. Like how are people meeting people? Was there, you know, are people more like prone to like relationships there, given that it is a small town? Like what was like the vibe? Like, was there anything that like kind of stood out to you as far as like that type of culture? Yeah, I mean, I would say that and, you know, I, I'm not sure exactly the year that Bumble started gaining traction. But from my understanding, most of my friends were meeting people by going out like, you know, dating apps were pretty unheard of. I do remember when I was working at the nightclub when Tinder started to gain traction, start to get popular. And funny story, we were actually using Tinder not to find guys to date, but to find guys that were going to book tables at our club. Really? Yeah. Using it in the non-traditional way and just being like, hey, you know, we're working here. You know, you should come in tonight or at least to get somebody to come in. Um, And we used it in that sense. Um, but yeah, I never used it for dating. I have plenty of friends that did, but I think at the time too that I was in Milwaukee is, you know, most of the people, they were maybe just starting out. So most of my friends were just meeting people going out or, or friends of friends. I feel like that's a great way in Milwaukee to meet and, and anywhere, but in Milwaukee, since, you know, the circles are much smaller, it's like, Oh, I have a friend that, you know, you might be into. And, you know, there's only so many clubs and bars and usually your friends go where you are so you end up crossing paths with them as far as me and dave meeting it was a very similar situation my friend had been telling me about this really cool guy named dave in chicago (laughs) and was going to his house for after parties and one day in miami i finally met him face to face and immediately, I will tell you, it was love at first sight. And I'm like, who is this hot guy with long hair? And <laughs> he had one side shaved, one side long, neck tattoos. And I'm pretty sure the fact that he was also at a party trying to fight weed also attracted me to him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, and you met him in Miami, though. I first met him in Miami. Okay. And then in Chicago, it was like literally in passing. And my ex was there too. So I couldn't give him too much attention. But then came to the mid, came back to the Midwest and went to this um, electronic music festival called Movement in Detroit. I was going to say the one in Michigan. Yeah. It's a techno yep. festival. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Um, it's really dirty and grungy um, in, in the best kind of ways. I remember the first year I brought all heels and once I went to the first show, I was like, uh, none of that. No. We will be having none of that. <laughs> no. Um, but anyways, uh, so yeah, me and Dave crossed paths at one of the parties there and I remember seeing him and I was like, I'm just going to fucking go up to him because, you know, how else is this going to happen? So I just like went up to him and I was like, Hey, like I met you with Ellie, you know, my friend and he totally 
remembered or so he said he did. And it was funny because there's actually a pretty big miscommunication. I was with a group of guys and two of my girlfriends that, you know, we had actually also met in Miami and they were just platonic friends. Um, and we saw Dave and his friend and, you know, we said hi and whatever. And I remember Dave said, you're cute. We should hang out sometime. But at the same time, my friends started saying, Hey, we're going outside. Come on, come on. And in a packed club, I didn't want to lose my friends. So I said, yeah, we should, you know, we're going outside. Do you want to come? And he was kind of just like, Oh yeah, we'll meet you out there. And he realized we were with guys. So he thought in his mind that I was with those guys and we were together. In reality, we weren't. So the rest of the night, nothing really happened. And then throughout the week, I'm like, I know I'm going to see him again. I know I'm going to see him again. Sure enough, didn't see him. But my friend saw him at an after party that he played at and said it was the best show she's ever seen. So I was pretty much like, fuck my life. Why did I just miss this whole connection the whole weekend? Oh my gosh. Wait. So, okay. So you met him just to, just to recap. So you met him in Miami, but you were with someone else that first time. Were you dating your ex-boyfriend at the time? No. So I was not, I was single at the time. Um, okay. But your ex was there. Yep. And then I'm not, yeah, my ex was there. So we kind of just met. Then I met him again. Yeah. At another movement, always music, music events. Okay. So then you re-met him at movement and then there was the miscommunication at the after party. Misconnections pretty much. Okay. But you didn't go on Craigslist and try to find him, right? (laughs) Close. Very close. So I went on a website you may have heard of called Facebook. (laughs) <laughs> oh you did oh, yeah and tracked him down i mean we had mutual friends and i just added him you know because i thought i'm still gonna try you know i thought what do i have to lose you know so i just decided i'm just gonna add him and immediately or like a couple days later because i think he was having a long recovery session <laughs> um he messaged me right away and you know immediately started like flirting and express interest and then pretty much we started texting and he asked me on a date. And I will say one of the things that stood out to me is he asked me if I would come over and he could cook me dinner, which was a really bold move because, you know, a lot of people may, and a lot of girls may not have been okay to come over to somebody's house on a first date. But since we had mutual friends and, you know, I thought it was, I thought it was a good move because I'm like, oh, let's see his, let's see his um, Italian cooking skills. Um, so yeah, I thought that that was something that really stood out to me. Um, and I'd never ever gone on a first date or even like a first five date with somebody that cooked with me for me. Yeah. And so at the time, were you still living in Milwaukee and he was living in Chicago? Yeah, so I was living in Milwaukee and I was planning to move. I didn't have any hard um, dates set out, but it was June and July when me and him started hanging out and I was planning to move when my lease was up in um, September. But um, some things happened and the job I was working at, the nine to five, um, ended up finding out that I was moving and they fired me before I could put in my two weeks. Oh my God. And so I ended up moving much quicker than anticipated. And, um, 
you know, things were going really well with Dave and I'd never, ever lived with a guy before, but he was like, Hey, you know, you can totally, you know, we have room for you here. And, you know, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but you know, I would love to see where this goes. And, you know, I know the city, I live right on the blue line and rent is, you know, really cheap or not an option at this point. So I decided to take a leap of faith. And, you know, I'm a firm believer that like the things that scare you the most are often the things that tell you the most about yourself. And honestly, I don't have any horror stories because it went really amazing. You know, we got to learn a lot about each other and got to figure out if this is going to work or not much quicker than maybe had I waited, had I not moved, had we been dating long distance, had I decided to get my own apartment. And what drew you? What do you think drew you to someone that wasn't from Milwaukee? Like, do you, did you ever think you would end up like, did you think you would end up with someone like in your hometown or were you always kind of like itching to get out? I would say, um, I always wanted to move. Um, not even like, because I didn't like Milwaukee or anything like that, but I think you just want to see another part of the world. And I think that's important for anybody. I mean, you get so comfortable in your shell in in the places that you know going to the same restaurants that sometimes it's hard to step outside the bounds and for me i'd always wanted you know when i was younger i had dreams of going to colorado university and you know or um when i traveled to miami for the first time in my 20s i wanted to move there and you know anytime you go somewhere that you love you always have these dreams about living there and you know, sometimes it works out or, I mean, that was a really big move. Um, but Chicago, you know, was much closer. It was an hour and a half away. It was still close to my family. I also had some friends, you know, that were living in Chicago from Milwaukee. And that's really common. You know, a lot of my Milwaukee friends have actually ended up in Chicago and it's kind of like that small, but close enough move to home, you know? Mm. Um, so it was a great option. And honestly, I loved um, Chicago so much and I still do. So like a big piece of my heart is there. Um, but realistically, like it, yeah, it's sure. It's super interesting. And I've always found like a really exciting feeling with dating somebody somewhere else, you know? For me with Dave, it was great because he knew all the spots, you know? He knew all the good restaurants. He knew all the good clubs, he knew this and that. But I also think it goes to show that like, I wasn't, you know, just drawn to him because he lived in Chicago or anything like that. But there's definitely an exciting feeling. I think that's why people, you know, like dating somebody long distance as well, because there's that, you know, excitement and them showing you around their place and also having that divide between, you know, where you're from and they're from. Yeah, no, I think that that makes a lot of sense. Um, it's interesting too, because for me, like, I feel like I'm I'm similar where I always had trouble finding people in where I was located. And I was always like drawn to people in other other places, whether it was for like excitement or for me, like I know like you like have been, you know, from what from how I've known you, like more of a relationship person, like in your life. And I haven't been. And for me, it's been like more non-committal because I've for me it's been like oh they don't live here so I don't need to commit (laughs) so it's been like a little bit of opposite for that but I definitely hear like what you're saying with that with like excitement in different places and like something new and different so I think that makes a lot of sense 
Yeah, I mean, I will say I do agree with you on that. I will say, though, that you didn't see the side of me that in my 20s and, you know, when I didn't have, I wasn't in a relationship, I dated and I dated like, you know, <laughs> so I think I had multiple dates in one night before, I'm sure. What? Yeah, like, I mean, nothing crazy, but like, met somebody for a Bloody Mary and then had dinner plans later with somebody else. But I mean, I was usually pretty open about it. Even till I met Dave, like, we both put that on the table. We were both like, you know, we're all seeing multiple people until we find the right person, you know, and then we commit. But I think that dating multiple people at once and seeing where it goes, while you're completely open to all of them about it is one of the best things you can do for yourself. Because when you're closed off with somebody that you're only partially interested in, or maybe don't know them on a deeper level, you shouldn't be closing yourself to all these other potential maybes. Um, so I think it's, you know, I know a lot of people have a stigma about that. But honestly, I think it's, especially as you get older, one of the better ways to kind of expedite the whole dating process. Dave said the same thing when I interviewed him last week. So weird. <laughs> he speaks the truth. No, he's he's one of the yeah. most truthful people. And honestly, one of the most kind. And I think that was what really like drew me towards him because he was so kind and honest. And all of his friends had nothing bad to say about him. And having mutual friends and literally you, you know, was just so kind and willing to give me everything he had. And I think that is like so important in a partner. When we're younger, you know, we tend to go for the people who are pieces of work because we want to change them. But in reality, the people right. who are kind and who are genuine are the people you want to be with. I mean, I don't know about you, but I would never want to take an asshole around my friends. <laughs> Why would you no. want to date one? Yeah. Awful. Yeah, no, it's definitely like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I mean, maybe, you know, when you're younger and you're like, oh, I like, you know, when you're younger, you're like, oh, I like the bad boy. And then like you get a few texts and no response. And then for some reason that like that pull of them not wanting you makes you want that you makes you want them more. But it's just like such an immature and and, you know, like steadfast quality that I think most of us and I hope most of us grow out of. Yeah, I was about to say you grow up, you realize like, I got more secure in myself and realize that like, I don't need like, I don't care enough about that anymore. Like, I don't need like the super hot guy to like me back. Normally, they're the douchebag <laughs> in my experience, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, I think that like, obviously, everyone wants somebody that's good looking, and I think go for it. But like, the person that's used to getting all the attention knows that they get all the attention. Yeah, the ego trip. Totally. Wait, though, I want I want to ask you when you were having multiple dates in a night, were you ever worried about someone getting mad? Or like, if you if they if you got caught? I mean, if you're being open about it, there's nothing really to get caught for. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, definitely with it being so small in Milwaukee, for sure. But I mean, usually, you know, you're just like meeting for, I don't know, Bloody Mary, and you say, you know, I have dinner plans after, and it's just there. And then in that case, if it doesn't go well, you have an out. So I wouldn't really say that I got like caught. I mean, I think people do get 
hurt and if they do like you they want to be the only one but it's not to say that they won't be the only one you know what I mean yeah um so I guess like as long as if they're not okay with it or they get mad it's right away you're like oh obviously they're not for me you know and I think as an adult one of the most important things you can do is say no and be okay with saying no because otherwise you know you're kind of letting somebody else walk all over you that's something that I had to learn too, because I think sometimes it's it, that's like one of the most difficult things. And that's how you can get like trapped in, in relationships and situations as well. Yeah. Where did you find yourself saying no? Where was the line? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like in both of my relationships from the East Coast, just to confirm, <laughs> I just like kept getting sucked back in. Like I would break up with them and then they'd get like upset and then I'd feel bad and then we'd get back together, but I'm like not fully in it. And then like, mm-hmm. I don't like, like I, I didn't cheat, but like, you know, if you're not fully invested, that's when like things, you know, happen and you're not mm-hmm. fully there and then it's not fair to you or them. And it was just like one of those like back and forth things. Like it was just really hard for me to because like at the end of the day, I feel like you always kind of care about that person, but you have to learn like when to let go type of thing. Though that's always was always the hardest part for me. But I feel like I've learned a lot from that. And that's why I'm so picky now (laughs) with who I date. I mean, I, I don't blame you. And I think that like, you know, it's very comfortable to go back to an ex, you know, at least in the initial phase, you know, whether you're just hanging out or going to a dinner date or whatever, but it never ends good, you know, like no. you're always pulled back in and you are reminded of all the things you liked about them. And then soon, like all the bad things start to surface again. And you realize, you know, exes don't really change that drastically, maybe a little, but people don't change. And, you know, people are a way they are for a reason. I I learned like, for with like exes, at least the only way to cut them off is to like, actually cut them off, like stop talking to them or else you will not move on. Like you will get sucked back in. Yeah, I I totally agree. Like, I know a lot of people are like, I'm friends with all my exes. And I'm like, I'm not (laughs) like, honestly, if I see them out, like, I'll say, hey, or what's up? Like, I'm not gonna be mean. But like, it's just something I kind of want to move on with. And like, honestly, if I've dated you, like, it's like, you know, it's hard to be friends with somebody like that. I think it's two separate things. I mean, as an adult, you can definitely be on good terms. but It's not like we hang out and you know, go do things. That's, it's a much different world. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, like casual dating, like if we went on like one or two dates, that's one thing, but like a long-term relationship, I think is completely different, at least in my book. I agree. I think a couple of dates is like a whole different book because, you know, you weren't even, you didn't meet each other's families or anything like that. You didn't have those deep wounds. Yeah. No, exactly. So do you have any like, interesting crazy funny anything uh milwaukee dating stories that you can share or are willing to share yeah i was like trying to rack my brain and it's funny because <laughs> like i'm sure i have so many crazy stories but like maybe i've like shut that part out <laughs> um you know for uh lack of remembering the young roaring 20s of wild drunken beer-filled nights um but i do have like a few stories that kind of stuck out um and maybe you know they're not like super crazy but they're definitely interesting so i think i'll 
Um, I'll start with that at least. One time I went on a date with a guy and he showed up to my house with a bunch of gifts, which could be good in theory, but when it's a first date and there's a bunch of gifts, it comes off as a little strong. It was a first date? It was a first date. Oh my God. Okay. And um, here are the gifts that he brought, he brought for me. <gasps> oh okay. The first one is actually all right, but how he presented it was kind of strange. He said, here, he opened it. It was a MAC makeup compact. And he said, I asked the girl at the desk, which one is perfect for a princess? And this is the one she picked out for you. Oh, my God. And already I was like, whoa, all right. Let's see what else is in this bag. So number two was an embroidered hat. It was a gray and black plaid hat. Kind of like a fashionable hat that you'd find at the buckle like 10 years prior. But the weirdest part about this hat is that he paid extra to have my name embroidered on it. No. Yes. No. Oh, my yes. God. And I mean, who? I don't know about you, but it's not a good look if you're going around wearing anything that has your name on it besides a name tag or a jersey. Oh my god. Okay, then number three was a a hookah, but it was like a soccer ball hookah, which I thought was really strange. Did you play soccer? I did not play soccer, but he was, I want to say, Middle Eastern, um, so I think that's why he thought it was like a really cool gift, but the three gifts together were just like a weird medley, and honestly like these gifts weren't cheap so it kind of like made me feel extremely uncomfortable and i know that like giving gifts um especially in different cultures is like really important um so i mean maybe i just didn't quite connect on it in the same level but another thing i thought was weird and maybe i should have told this before but i can't remember if we went on two dates or maybe it was one but i like I don't know, maybe, I'm not sure if it was two dates, but every time I met him, he was driving a different car. What? weird, yeah. Was he like a drug dealer or on the run? Not that I know of, but it was strange and it was kind of like, oh, my like friend works at a dealership. You know, it was kind of just like a weird, a weird story each time. So obviously that didn't last. I like more so went on those dates because like when you're single, I feel like Sometimes it's important to go on those dates with like people who you think have somewhat of an appeal, but maybe you wouldn't see yourself on a date with just to like try it out, you know? Yeah, exactly. And it's cool to think outside of the box or maybe break some of your old cycles. Um, So that's kind of what I was doing there. And it really didn't go far. And honestly, those gifts, like I could barely like... (laughs) put myself to use those because i felt bad too it was just like an uncomfortable feeling so were those were those were atypical milwaukee dates i'm assuming those were atypical milwaukee dates i mean i don't have any like completely off the handle crazy stories i mean gifts are important it takes a lot to be a good gift giver and he didn't he really missed the mark 
Yeah, those are those were interesting gifts. I mean, I love hookah, but a soccer ball shaped hookah is interesting if you don't play soccer. So yeah, it was it was a strange thing. But aside from them, were the men men in Milwaukee pretty normal? Yeah, I mean, I would say um, there's all different types. Um, It's kind of interesting, um, as we talked about earlier, with you know the bar culture. Is I mean, there are like a lot of times, I'm sure this is anywhere where you go on a date, a first date, and someone is clearly drinking too much for you to like. And that's uncomfortable because oftentimes on the first date, you know, there's a problem because most people have the self-control to only have one or two. Um, I did have a guy one time that we were going out for brunch or something and he was like oh yeah can you like come get me i'll pay for brunch and i didn't really ask you know i was gonna be like why don't you have a license (laughs) she maybe should have but found out he got it revoked from too many duis and then yeah and then went on to get a little too drunk (laughs) yeah which clearly confirms things haven't changed so yeah, I mean, there's a lot of that, I would say. Um, and then there's also, you know, as it's a smaller city and you see a lot of the same people um, at bars, is you kind of learn or are told by people, oh, you know, they have had this past, which can be good or bad, you know. Sometimes it only affects certain people. And, you know, on the flip side, maybe you're known for something that you did and you're, when you're 18 or 19, but it's still getting brought up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that happens in Philly all the time, too. I can see how the first date thing, like, you know, everyone has a bad night. But if it's a first date, it's like stick to like two drinks, like maybe three. You got to like keep it together because it's just like, yeah, not a good sign if you you can't get it together on the like first impression type of thing. Yeah, or at least be on the same level, you know, like if I'm driving, obviously, I can't rip shots at the bar. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, have the same level going on. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the same thing in LA, too. Like, if you know, if someone has to drive to the other person, like, you know, you know, same situation, like, I'm not if you're driving to me, I'm not gonna rip four shots if you have to drive home um so i get that for sure but yeah i I can see also how like the past thing could be a good thing or like not because yeah if it's something when you're 18 like you're 18 like i did a lot of stupid things when i was 18 but if it's something that's like maybe like a more recent issue i could see where that could be helpful um so i could i could see it going both ways for sure but yeah i you can you kind of get that in Philly depending on the person and how quote prominent they are as a as a person of interest in the city but i feel like like my hometown in connecticut it's probably like more it's like a also a small town feel there's not really like a drinking bar culture there's not much to do there so i feel like we'd probably get more of that type of stuff happening there but um mm-hmm. than Philly but i definitely like know where you're coming from with that yeah and I was going to ask you, tables have turned, I'm going to ask you, do you think there is a link between you having boyfriends in Philly and you not having so many boyfriends in LA? In what, in what way? In that you, how many, you had long-term relationships in Philly or no, not so much, just one. I had one and it was open. Ah, <laughs> uh, Okay. 
So I don't really know if that counts. I was going to say, is that like common in, in, in Philly? Because, um, in Milwaukee, yeah, right. It's, it's not not. really a common thing in Milwaukee either. But, um, when like I first started coming here, my friends in Sacramento, it was like everyone was in an open relationship. Like I would even, I even met this guy and he was like, I remember I was in a relationship and he was like, Oh, like, do you guys have any bounds or like rules for, you know, like in instances in your relationship when you could cheat? And I'm like, what? This is like a thing. Um, but I guess it's much more common here. Yeah. It, it honestly wasn't common where I was. Um, I don't think I had any friends back in Philly who was in one except one person who heard that I was in one and was like, I want that too. <laughs> Literally. So. And and my situation was really like it it was a kind of interesting because I met someone, I knew I was moving, I wasn't really fully ready, and this was like a compromise and like it I, I just shouldn't have gotten in the relationship to be quite honest. Like it it was just a bad idea all around. So that was really like what happened with that one. Um yeah. but I don't really know anyone from my hometown in Philly that's in one, but I have met people in LA or at least I've heard of people in LA that are, you know, like in open relationships or that go to like the sex parties and like things like that. And I feel like it's just like because of the city and like it's so big and there's like that available here and there are all those people here. Whereas like Milwaukee and like Philly, they're like really small towns and like it's a lot of people like I'm assuming it's the same Milwaukee. Let me know your thoughts. Like Milwaukee's a small town, people that are probably there like from there and like even in philly like people in philly are like from philly from the suburbs from jersey like you know they all kind of know each other so if you were in that type of relationship like probably get around there too whereas in la you kind of be like free more free with that kind of stuff so yeah i don't know i just think that like i don't know i I mean yeah there's definitely more of everything here you know yeah more of everything so you're more likely to cross paths with it but um, I mean, I want, I'm interested to hear, like, did the open, I mean, obviously it didn't work out in the long run, but like, did the open relationship work in some ways? Did people get jealous? Like, I've just honestly heard like nightmare stories from most open relationships. Yeah, it was a nightmare for me. And I think it was just because of a communication issue where I've, my opinion, my perspective I don't want to speak for the other person. I felt like I was very communicative in what I wanted, how I was feeling, what my boundaries were. And I wasn't getting that. Like I was getting answers that weren't honest on what they wanted and what their opinion was and how they felt. So I was like doing my own thing. And like, it wasn't like, and I wasn't honestly like, at least I can't fully say what he was doing. I, I don't think I'll ever know. I don't think anything was really happening. But like for me, it was more so like if I'm out or traveling and like something happens, like don't ask, don't tell <laughs> type of thing. Um, Like I wasn't sleeping with guys like every weekend. I wasn't out looking for it. I just like wasn't really ready for a relationship. And I also knew I was moving. So it was hard for me to invest in one mentally. So that's just where I was coming from. And he said he was okay with it, but like deep down he wasn't. So whenever he would like be drinking, a fight would break out or like some nasty comment would be made and like tears. And it just caused a lot of drama. Whereas like if I had just gotten a, 
hey, I'm not really okay with this. Like we could have just had that conversation, you know? Um, And anytime I like would bring it up and try to have it, I kept getting like a BS answer. Um, So that was really like our problem was like, I don't think I was getting an honest communicative answer. And it just led to a really messy situation and breakup. Yeah. But when you were saying, you know, you would travel and everything and don't ask, don't tell, don't you think that that's not being honest and open though? Not really. Not for that, because it was kind of like, this is the line, like, you know, we're open, like, these are the boundaries. Like, I don't really want to like, know what's going on. And like, I don't want to ask about what's going on. Oh, so you guys weren't like, hey, I'm going on a date with so-and-so. No, like I wasn't like dating other people. Like that was the thing. It wasn't open as in like I'm dating and having other relationships. I just wasn't fully ready to like be in one because I hadn't been in one since high school (laughs) and I knew I was moving and I like to travel and like meet people. And I was like, if I make out with someone, just let it go. Like, and that was basically the situation. Like, it really wasn't like a full thing. Do you think that you would do an open relationship again? Or do you feel like if you found the right person, it should just be full committal? I feel like that's a hard question to ask. I think it just depends on the person. Like, I feel like if I, if I found someone and I really, really wanted to like fully commit to them, I could probably do it. It just depends on what they want and what I want if we're on the same page about it. But I'm pretty traumatized from the open relationship experience I had. So I don't know if I could do that again or trust that the other person would be honest with me about it. So yeah, totally. I mean, I get like openly dating and I see that like in the beginning. And that's obviously where I've had success with that. But I feel like what's the point of like doing an open relationship? Like if you're taking it on, it's like, "Mm, I kind of like them, but not enough. You know, it's not like a fuck yes. I don't know if I can swear then it should be a fuck no. You know, it's like kind of one of those things. I can't answer that for you. It's because you're getting like full benefits of a relationship, but Mm -hmm. also the freedom to do whatever you want at the same Mm -hmm. time. Yeah, no, I understand that. But only if you like, okay, so I, I get it. It's, 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 but it's these people that you're not fully committing to then are just people that aren't like your dream boy. As far as the relationship part? Yeah. They could be, but maybe you're just someone that you're like, maybe you just, you're, maybe you're just not a monogamous person. So maybe like, maybe I'm just like, this is hypothetical. Maybe I just have issues being monogamous, like, but I'm like head over heels for someone, but like, I like screw up every once in a while. Like this just allows you that. But other, but that's just for me. Like everyone, there's, there's also polyamory. Like there's other things like just, it's just like a, some people just have heart, might not be monogamous. No, and I get that. But from my understanding, you've never been in a completely monogamous situation. Once when in high school, though. So I, that was a long time ago. Yeah, but in high school, you don't know shit, though. So. <laughs> yeah, though there I feel like go. relationships there don't count. You know, it's just like the pretest yeah. so of your then, life. <laughs> yes. So I guess I failed my test. <laughs> or it's to be continued you need a redo yes i need another pass fail exam well it was great hearing um about your dating uh stories on air because i don't think i've um gotten that deep with you (laughs) on your dating past yeah well 
it's not the best. (laughs) 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 Hence why I have this podcast. There's always room for improvement. Yeah, there's always room for improvement. Okay. Um, So that is all the time that we had this week. So thanks again, Brittany, for coming on and talking about Milwaukee. So we covered... Um, the dating culture there, how cheese curds are in the gas stations, um, the bar culture, as well as like the service industry, um, how she met her current boyfriend and that dynamic about meeting someone in Chicago um, and talked a little bit about my dating life as well. So um, thanks again, Brittany, for joining me this week. Yes. Thank you so much for having me, Ashley. If you ever need a co-host again to dive deeper into your relationship (laughs) turmoil, I'll be there. Perfect. I will keep that in mind. (laughs) And I think we need to plan a trip to Milwaukee and get you one of those cheese curds. What do you say? Sounds great. And a gluten-free beer. (laughs) (laughs) We have those. Don't worry. All right. Thanks, everyone. And see you next week. like to thank everyone that's helped make this podcast possible specifically kayla mcnulty that helped create the podcast laura williamson ray zaragoza the kid inside ali bernstein maggie deberardine and Lindsay weiner that all helped contribute in some sort of way you can find us on instagram at swipey swipe west send us a dm with any questions comments suggestions thank you all again for listening have a great rest of your week